Hi, and welcome to this bonus episode. This was bits and pieces that Sean and I had during our talk, and I decided to put these all in a bonus episode. So I'm sorry if it seems like the topics change abruptly, but, you know, there was no lead-in in some of these. It was really fun to chat with her. I hope you enjoy it. Tolkien himself was really interesting because, yes, he was an academic. He was a very, you know, well-established academic. But he was also someone that was very enchanted by folklore and by mythology and things like that. By language and all these different factors about what it means to be human and how we view the world and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you can't... And obviously... Tolkien is like a huge foundation um, that lays beneath a lot of fantasy authors and their work. And, you know, he really put the work in, didn't he? He really put the work in with his um, academic interests, but also his personal interests. Um, And he's influenced, you know, so, so many people. But a lot of what makes up this foundation that he created was, as you said, language. And it was um, landscape and it was folklore and it was mythology. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's great. I think Tolkien Tolkien was great. <laughs> I mean, it, it got to a point where like his mates or his colleagues or whatever would be like, oh, he's bloody off writing that elf language again. <laughs> you know, so this it well, it did consume him. It was a huge part of his life. You know, crafting languages, and of course, you see the importance of languages as well, just in terms of relating to one another. You know, I think that there's probably a lot of countries that have huge, huge, huge similarities with one another, but it's hard to know that because of the language barriers. So, yeah, language is a hugely important thing, and he really understood it, which is probably why he spent so much time just making up random ones, uh, which is kind of sad, actually, because no one else could speak them back to him. But still, what a brilliant mind. <laughs> Some professors, I think, understood enough of the base languages that they could piece together, which is pretty cool. That is really cool. Imagine that. Imagine like taking an academic approach to one of your mates like languages. It's brilliant. (laughs) It is. Absolutely. Oh, actually, side note, because you live in the UK, you can watch this. I have a hard time getting access to it because it's BBC. But there's actually a program called, oh my gosh, I think it's The the Secrets of Orkney. It's with Neil Oliver. Yes. It was such a good series, and they do talk about how old these stone circles are. I've got a soft spot for Neil Oliver and um, Alice and Alice Roberts and all those TV historians. I always joke to my friends, I'm like, I would love to be a TV historian. That's like my dream. <laughs> you are. Can I be a guest on your show? I love those. Oh my god, 100%. In Canada, we can't get it. Oh no, that's so unfair because that's like the one, it's the one good thing that the BBC does, to be fair, with these these very, and they're all the same, these like history documentaries, they're all the same, but I love them. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but I, oh, I love BBC documentaries. I know some are terrible, but the, the Celtic Blood and Iron, that was also Neil Oliver, of course. But anyway, that one was really good. I think that was Alice Roberts, wasn't it? Yeah, Neil Oliver and Alice Roberts. Yeah, it was really great. And then she brought out like a companion book um, called The Celts as well. Um, that's a good read. It, 
Um, I like it because it's very accessible. Um, it's not like heavily, heavily academic, you know, only for nerds like me and you. <laughs> it's also for everyone else, you know, everyone else can enjoy it because it makes me really sad sometimes when some people think that history isn't for them or there are some subjects that are just too academic and it's not for them. And you think, no, don't be so silly. Of course it's for you. But it's, it's the job of, you know, these presenters and it's the job of museums and things like that as well to present the history of places and to present the past in a way that is accessible and can be enjoyed by as many people as possible. So that's why those documentaries are great as well, because they're getting people interested in that sort of thing. And that's also why I love like Brian Cox is like science documentaries, because I try. I don't think I have a science brain. Um, I wish I did. I just I love the way that stars look. But I like watching these documentaries that kind of make it more accessible to me than I can watch them and be like, oh, yes, I understand science. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do understand archaeology. My bachelor's was in ancient history and for the first year was archaeology and ancient history. And then my brain was just getting pulled in too many different ways. Sometimes I really wish that I had kept the archaeology aspect of it, um, but I just went the ancient history route, um, which, to be fair, I do love. And I was always really good at science in school. That's the thing. So I don't know why it's one of those things that you tell yourself, oh, it's not for me, but it is for me. There you go. I'm doing what I just said that I wished other people didn't do. And that's exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) We're the worst critics when it comes to ourselves. Absolutely. It's always the way, isn't it? I'm studying the runes right now. And those rune stones, they're just fascinating. They found one in an English garden two years ago. And apparently it's this stone. And they just kept mowing around this stone. And eventually they're like, okay, we're tired of mowing around this stone. We're going to get it lifted and removed. So they lifted it and it was covered in runestones underneath. Oh my gosh. Like Viking ones. Yeah, Viking runestones. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the, that's the thing with the UK is that our history is tied up with you know, the Vikings and the Anglo-Saxons and the Normans and the Romans and the Celts. You go back far and far and far enough and you have the Celts and the, and then the various types of the Celts. Yeah, the pick, not to always bring it back to folklore, um, but you, you can see in things like the Selkie myths. The Selkie isn't only found in Scotland and Ireland, but it's found in the Faroe Islands and it's found in Norway and other places like that. So folklore is taken from one land to another and you yeah there's a, there's a really interesting mix in scotland and the further north in scotland you get like you get to the Upper hebrides and the orkney islands and things like that that the folklore and culture is so interesting because it's scottish but it's also really like scandinavian as well um the funny thing is in the uk and like especially like cornwall and scotland and that is that basically every building is grade two listed or grade one listed It's so funny because, yeah, like all of these houses will be like listed, you know, except the ones that, you know, are quite new builds from like the past few decades. Um, So many houses in towns and villages are old. They're really old. But we're just like, yeah, that's 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 nothing. That's fine. And I'm even worse because obviously my BA was in ancient history. So for me, if even even things that are like 10th or 11th century I'm like yeah you know it's only a few hundred years ago it's not that, it's not that old and then I'm like no that is really old yeah. <laughs> oh and I wanted to ask what kind of dog do you have <laughs> he's gorgeous he's a labradoodle he's so cute but he knows it he knows that he's cute so cute and I love him to bits and it's great yeah, oh, we have a five-year-old Bernese Mountain Dog. They're big, but they're gentle giants. 
Oh my god, Burmese mountain dogs are genuine. Like my, my family's like favorite dog collectively. Like we all we love them so much. We just look at videos of them and pictures. Of, please send me a picture of your dog. <laughs> like I love them so much. And we got a puppy too. We just got a puppy. He's a weird mix. He's like a golden labra bernadoodle. <laughs> so what you're telling me is is that he's an angel. <laughs> I love them. So how great are dogs as like a companion for adventures and things like that? I'm rediscovering like parts of Cornwall that I've never visited. Well, I say rediscovering. I am discovering for the first time parts of Cornwall that I've never been before. And um, because now I have a little puppy, you know, he can come for walks with me and go for adventures with me there. And it's just, it's great. It's good fun. I love having a dog and being outside. I better let you go so you can go to bed. <laughs> No, it's been lovely. It's been lovely chatting, though. I've had a, I've had a good time. 